What's going on, everyone? Alex Chateras here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And today we're going to discuss the two preseason games of the New York Knicks against the Detroit Pistons. All right. And with me for today for this magnificent podcast is not only my buddy, John Malika, but we got our producer with us, another solid avid Knicks fan with us today, Ricey Mobel. All right. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. There we go. The Razor Man. The Raisin Man is here in the building. But, John, what do we got for et cetera today? Well, for et cetera today, since Ricey's here, we're going to talk some music. So he's a he's a big Knicks fan, and we're excited that we have the Cavs coming up right now. Uh, but we're also going to – we had some big albums drop. Uh, we had Kid Cudi, who we were all waiting for. We had a surprise debut album by Jack Harlow. So uh, we're going to get some insights. All right. That sounds good. Well, Ricey? Even though you're here, you know what to do. I already know what to do. What's going on, everyone? Alex Jeteris here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my co-host, my pal, the man with a plan. He's looking to try to get this team back on track. John Malika, what's happening today, bro? Oh, what's up, man? Yeah, I mean, the, the Jets are on track. We're winless. Um, <laughs> the Knicks are who we thought they were. Um, we, we pulled that one and one with uh, with the Knicks in Detroit. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about exactly... Uh, who 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 is playing exactly like we thought they were? Uh, but everything's good, man. Everything's good with me. I had a good weekend. Um, we got some snow coming into New York City uh, when okay. the, the, when this pod drops uh, Wednesday. So expect some snow. We got the pod coming up. We got the Cavs coming into town. Um, so yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited for this week. I'm excited for the season. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I'm I'm not. You know, I like snow. I just don't like shoveling snow, but we'll see how that goes. But the man who will probably deal with more snow than both of us, yep. our producer, <laughs> the Raisin Man himself, oh my Ricey God. Mobel. What's going I'm, on, bro? How I'm you doing today? Building. I'm in the building, fellas. <laughs> I'm doing great. I just kept my, I kept myself indoors. I'm not looking forward to the snow. I'm like the guy from Hey Arnold. I'm like the mailman. I hate this stuff. <laughs> That's me. That is me. But, oh, uh, my God. Let's get to see some next basketball. It's good to see it again. It's been too long. So I'm excited. Oh, for sure. For sure, man. For sure. But, Ricey, you know, before we go on our pod, I want to hear about this uh, this whole nature, uh, uh, this whole well, National Geographic that you're going, 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 got going outside your house, man. What's happening over here? Look, so <laughs> to give some context, I, I recently <laughs> my apartment. Um, so it's, it's a really nice ambiance of nature. There's, a, there's like a big pond like outside. So the ducks live there and there's geese in there as well. And there's, there's a squirrel family like next to me in a tree next door. So it's, it's active every day. I kid you not on Saturday, there was a little like tiff going on. There was the ducks along the beach front. Right. And there was like these three crows came through two of them on a tree. There was one over like by the beach front. <laughs> Hawing at the ducks. The ducks get scared. They go in the pond. And then these squirrels come out of nowhere trying to like report the scene, like they're news reporters. Looking like they're not minding their business, but they were really paying attention. It was like it was straight out of a movie. I couldn't believe it. I felt like Dr. Doolittle. Like a- 
<laughs> wait, 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 wait. So who won? Who won? Did, what happened with the, the ducks? Crows. The, the crows. The, oh, the ducks, okay. The ducks ended up moving back into the water. Okay. Going away from the scene. The, the crows had the space to eat. So they ended up eating along the side. Man. So but if the, if the so, geese were there, there would have been, you know, some nutri- the buffer with the geese because the geese make it crazy. And that's a different story. Mm. So, so, so court is home, home court is going really well during quarantine. That's what you're trying to tell me. It's like you're getting bullied. It's like, <laughs> it's like not to be mean, but it's like when rest in peace, Kobe was coming into town, the garden and just bullying us. This, that's how it felt like, like it was like the crow just came through. It's not even the home court. It's the ducks home court and the crows are coming in, scaring them off the home court. Like, no, yeah, no, I don't yeah, I don't say. Are, are you working from home right now? Yeah. So yeah. So like, are, are you are you in court like at home? Because I'm conducting like is there's like mm-hmm. I'm in court at home. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. it's just so funny when like you're like you're looking at that outside your window, all that weird stuff. I'm like I have like weird like neighbor stuff always going on. Yeah. Like no, people yell. Yeah, like people yelling, doing stuff, and I'm like sitting here like in like with court recordings like, and stuff. It's hilarious. Like, maybe it's, maybe I'm losing my mind, but it's like. <laughs> It's really active outside. When the geese come in, it's even crazier. Like, I know these <laughs> listeners are hating me right now because I, like, never show up on your pod, even though I edit it. But, like, the geese, when they come in, they roll, like, 50 deep. I kid you not. 50 deep? <laughs> they come through wilding. It's like LeBron James uh, hopping on the subway That's when uh, he like came Wu-Tang. into... Came... <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I just wonder if the squirrels are in this case. What are the squirrels, then? Who, who are they? They're just reporters... The squirrels just mind their own business. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure them out. I think they're the feds, but I'm not sure yet. They're the feds. <laughs> they don't show do, up that often, but when they do, they're always in the mix. Like, you have like, do you have like animal crap all over? Like, I check. Nah, it's pretty clean. I don't know if the people like clean it, but it's clean. And I okay, because goose poop everywhere. That's what I would be worried about. That's what. That's like the one thing I'd be worried about. Mm-hmm. Geese yeah. are really annoying. I, I know this has gone completely off the rails, but it's great. Yeah. Rice was just talking about. It. I just had to bring it on uh, onto the pod. The tie back geese, to the next, yeah. <laughs> tie back to Nice, yeah. The geese crap, you know what yeah. we just saw tonight. <laughs> Julius Randall trying to do spin moves. It's geese crap. <laughs> that's what we got. That's what we got going on right now. Um, I think I'd rather. Know? I think I'd rather step in geese crap than than watch this for a full season. I'll dive head first yeah. in that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me style. Let you guys be great. You guys, you guys bring it in. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god! So it's been two. We got two games. This is just kind of like our, our reaction pod to what we saw so far. It's really been a, I wouldn't say night and day difference because it wasn't like they got blown out the second game, but there is clearly some mojo missing from uh, the first game well you know you had kevin knox just blowing people down the paint and driving the first game dsj looked competent even though people were just like what what are you talking about it's like well he was making good passes steals blocks whatnot and then tonight those guys were just gone and then obi had a awesome spectacular opening and then no one wanted to get him the ball instead we had to watch julius randall be julius randall the only thing i'll <laughs> give julius randall is that he looks in really good shape in transition, he's actually flying up and down court. I'll give him that. But other than that, it's it is still not pretty. John, what what do you, what do you what do you got to say about this uh, this game so far? <laughs> well, first of all, I was so excited 
with the Friday Night Knicks, the first game for the Pistons. We had an amazing game. Toppin played well. Everything was fantastic, right? Um, but it, 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 I actually really like this format of the preseason that we have this year where we're going back and we're playing the Pistons again in Detroit because it gives mm. Tibbs a little bit of a chance to test out his team. So we were talking a little bit uh, during the group, us three uh, in the group chat during the game um, about his rotation and his minutes. And Alex, you were mentioning that he averages about nine and a half. Um, if you like take his average of rotation players, I, I said eight. So let's say nine, you know, let's just average it out at nine. Um, today in the second half, he had like five, he had the five starters in for basically the entire third quarter. And then he's, mm-hmm. he did like a, a little, it's so funny, like an ode to my old high school ways where, uh, it's like five in, five out where you have yeah. like, like, you know, like you just, so they had like, they had like the whole second squad and he probably, it, it's versus the same team. You know what I mean? That they played last week. So they have film to compare it to. They're running the same concepts. And so he kind of wanted to see. Uh, what played out, and you want to ask me what I thought? I'm get like just like just to lay it out, like just so, um, because I kind of want to get both your reactions to these two, I guess, categories. Mm-hmm. The 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 one category of people that are exactly who, the same, all right, we're exactly who we thought they were, right? They're exactly the same to me, and they have improved. They're gonna be Randall, and they're gonna be is gonna be Knox. Nice. And honestly, I'm going to put Mitch in there. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then for improvement, I'm going to throw in RJ. He looks amazing out there. And I'm going to add in Dennis Smith Jr. And that's just from the two games. Like, it, like that's just my, like, my rapid reaction to that. And, like, my, uh, I guess, like, my side, my side notes I love Emmanuel quickly. I cannot wait until he has a full off season to like work out. I, I, he's gonna have. I hope he gets minutes. Like I, I really, really like him. Um, I can't wait till he gets bigger and becomes like a man. Um, mm-hmm. He's gonna be a, like a real player in the NBA. And I need Julius Randle off my team immediately. He <laughs> is literally. And like, let me tell you why. And I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna freak out and just like everyone else just say, "Oh, m- m- scream about Randle." Like and and constantly point out that the only thing that he does well is turn over the ball. I'm not going to go into it all, okay? I'm, I don't I don't have to, but but just like from an X's and O basketball standpoint, he he uh, on offense, he 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 he's a black hole where he's he has every all the bad like just to picture it in your head, all the bad qualities of Carmelo Anthony, Julius Randle's exhibiting all of them. With nothing, with like, he has some of the good, but like, the, the bad of all the bad stuff about Carmelo, he's just amplifying in all ways. So, like, th- those are my takes from, from, from these last two games. Uh, I'm, I'm still, I'm still excited about the season though. Like, am I crazy guys? Am I nuts? No, you, not at all. I don't think you are. Um, from my takeaways, I really think that I'm really excited. I think Tibbs might get these guys in shape. I'm already seeing, more activity, more energy in the def- defensive side, mm-hmm. which is great. We're getting boards, which is great. Um, I like to see, RJ Barrett has definitely improved from what I've saw from last year to, to now. Um, he's definitely got a jumper. I love his jab step. He's got this jab step pivot move in the, in the, um, in the lane. 
that just mm-hmm. it's money. It's just money. Like it's been not it's been falling. Um Nerlens Noel, I think he might be an X factor in this season. I think yes, he's improved tremendously from what I've seen. Let's go. My, Noel, be, my Ben Wallace. Like, my Ben Wallace. I don't care what anybody says. He's he's got it. Um <laughs> and looking today, Burks. Burks can ball, man. I don't they gotta give him the ball. They gotta let him play a little more. Burks yeah. and ball. Um Yeah, I I I yeah, I, I completely left uh Burks out. Burks might be not he's only off, is he's not, off the bench or he's off the bench, right? No, he's a starter. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, as of right now, as of right now, I'll say okay. that. He started the he started the two preseason games, right, Alex? Yeah, he started the both preseason games. Uh, it was between him and Bullock that they're probably going to rotate. But Burks is just – he's more – out of the consistent guys that you have between those two guys who are not consistent. necessarily the most consistent guys, you probably want Burks because he's more athletic. He's yeah. more he's more versatile on offense. Yeah. My issue, though, like watching this – and Rice, I'll, I'll let you complete, though, is that yeah, we need more shooters out there and we don't have we enough shooters, shooters out there. We need shooters. I think – Tim's got it going where he's got the schemes going where they could pick and pop. They get open. Like they get yes. open, which is promising. Now you just need to hit the shots. And that's what we need shooters for. At least two or three shooters that can. We need a point guard as well. This is like. Yo, oh my God. Point guard. Julius Randle. We've been asking for this for the last 20 years, Ricey. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and with Julius Randle, what annoys me about him is not that he's, he's not. It's not that he's a trash player. You know, he's not a scrub. Like, yep. there's players who are yeah, scrubs. Huh? Like, it is what it is. He can, he's got, he has talent, like, innate talent. But for some reason, he just does the most without doing anything. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. like, as I said, in the, turnovers. Uh, as I said in the group, uh, in the group pod, he's like when your little sibling plays 2K and they're just <laughs> pressing every which button. That's how Julius Randle moves about in the court. And then don't get me started with the spin moves because that everybody know about the spin moves. But like, I don't know. I th- and I see like people want Obi to start to start. I think he's he's got a, he's got a ways to go. I think he's gonna be really promising. I'm really excited to see where he goes with this. But well, Julius Randle, I don't know about him, man. I don't know. I, I hate him bringing up the ball, Alex. Why is he bringing up the ball, dude? Why is he bringing up dude. the ball? Like who? Yeah. Who's giving him the ball? Like to bring up? Like I, I at least dribble down the ball and and like have it rotate to him because he's gonna stand there and demand it and then have it get lost there. But like you're bringing it up, like it's right, the possession's over before like as soon as we inbound it. <laughs> Look, man, here's my thing, and so I, I'm I'm a, let me let me let me say what I what I saw from this, right? Mm. I, would Randall like I get the transition? Like I was, I would, like I said. I'll give him that he's got in better shape. He can bring, he can move, he move, he can move up the court way better than last year because he'd be doing that stupid sidestep, like jogging it up the court last year. Like, it's like, bro, did you just eat like a Thanksgiving dinner coming up the court? Come on, bro. Like, relax. Like, come on. Move, move, move a little bit. He now moves, he can he actually moves. move. He's moving. He's booking it down the court. I'll give he has him to. But Co- accountability at coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he has to. And like Tib said, he came in at great shape and he looks like he's in great shape. Do I like Point Randall? It's not as wild as it was last year. I'll give him that. I still don't like it though, because he's not initiating offense. All he's doing is he's coming up and then he'll just swing it or he'll go himself and there's nothing in between. And I don't need to see you bulldoze your way like a bull in a china shop down the lane mm-hmm. or just pass it off to like Peyton and then ask for it back. 
Because it's just like, what are we? That's not offense. That's I don't need to see that two man game. I know what that two man game is. You know Payton's, Payton's not shooting it, okay? And if you're mm-hmm. asking for it back, that means Payton's gonna like nine out of ten times gonna give it back to you. And I don't need to see that. Like I don't need to see you go back into lane or whatnot. But it's just, I, you know, I, like, you know I, and, I, and I get, I get the hate. I get the hate with Randall. Like I get it. It's not even like me like hating Randall. Like. Right, so you said it perfectly. Like he's not a scrub. He's a good player. He's just not playing in his role. Like he's you know, doing he's too like much. One, he's one detail away from being really effective as a player. Like yes. if he could just pick him, if he could get the ball in the post and start kicking it, just one extra pass, one Dude. extra pass, he spaces the floor out. Just watch. He could he could get his buckets if he just kicked it out to somebody who could shoot. Dude, he he has like the bet he for big. He actually can pass the ball really well. Mm-hmm. And it's really annoying that he chooses not to pass when he can actually throw some s- seriously like decent dimes, and it's really infuriating to watch. But I actually, get to your. I'm listening to you two talk about Melo. I'm literally listening to you two talk about Melo <laughs> with like with, the, with 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 him getting like the ball and being like, "Yo, if he just had a shooter, it would be great. If he would just nah, pass it nah, once nah, in a while." Nah. Well, was, I, I know this is oh, way, this is way different than Melo. This is it's way different than Melo. I'm just saying. I'm just saying all the bad stuff. All the bad stuff about Melo, and there and there was a lot of bad no, on I the offense. Is mm-hmm. all just is all just amplified. I just like. I, like it, because like w- 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 you could see it once once Randall is posting up on the box like a little bit outside like off the key, everybody's stagnant. Like the ball is the ball is like a magnet. It's coming to him. You know what I mean? You could just feel it gravitating towards him because he and, and like the offense is about to set up and everyone's just about to watch him. That's true, John. Let me let me paint you a picture. Ball gets inbounded. Alfred Payton brings up the ball. Okay, he at least off, it's not Randall. He hold on. He looks off RJ Barrett, passes it to Julius Randall at the top of the key on the wing. Julius Randall does a little side dribble, a little dance, starts to back his player down from the top of the key all the way to the paint. You know what's coming. Getting ready next. for that spin move. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. coming. What's happening? It's, the other four guys. The other four the guys. Other right four now guys are standing are around in a circle. Waiting. They're all the in a circle around the three-point line. You look carefully. And one of the players have binoculars. Just and wait. And what's the defense doing? Oh, but what's the, and what's the defense doing? They're like, oh, we know what's coming. We no, know Noel, what's coming. my boy Noel is trying to get the board like uh, up, up on the other block, but he's getting double teamed already, right? Because everyone's just lined up around the three. Mm-hmm. Dude, it is it's it's painful. You know what was great? And shout out to Chip Murphy for tweeting this out because last year Julius Randle had this insane craziness of not passing to RJ when he was open on the wing. Noel was pointing to the dude like, "Yo, he is open. Pass him the ball. He is open on the th- on the three with no one near him. Absolutely no one. Like, what the hell, bro? Just come on. I'm sorry, Rice. I'll, I'll let you go. Like, you know, it's bad the- when somebody on the squad is pointing. Saying that they're open on the corner, like you supposed yep. to know that. Yeah, that's and that's that's the thing. And it's like, sure, you could say like, hey, it's time they got to gel, but no, Randall and Elf and are this is the same starting lineup that we saw last year. Only difference is Burks and Noel, and it's really it's really not that. And those two guys really don't make that much of a difference. It's oh, really okay, no, no, okay, no, 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 not not in scoring. I'm saying indifference is like getting to like to gel, just to gel. okay. I'm, that's yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna disagree because. Uh, and, and I think I, I can, I messed this up in the beginning and Rice, you caught me right away. I completely buried the lead in this team and that is Burks. 
he is like he could be our like general on the court and like our, our straight up X Factor general on the court. And mm-hmm. it's perfect because he's nothing spectacular. Like that's exactly what we need. We just need a guy who is calm, who who's his basketball IQ is off the charts, and yep. he's he's gonna put he's gonna be in the right position. He's gonna put other players in the right position. He has no yep. ego, and he can drop buckets. <laughs> like out, like yeah. Burks is perfect, and Noel like he know he knows exactly what he can do, and I, 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 like just on terms of. Like he, he could he he hit that stupid like jumper because he like mm-hmm. what is that like a, a, a ten footer right like that yeah, little yeah, like sure. you know like that stupid thing that 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 he improved on that like he 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 couldn't do that a couple of years ago so that stupid little jumper plus all the rebounding and the defense like he's gonna be him and Burks in the lineup. Is honestly it, it is priceless for us at, at the moment. It's no, 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 absolutely no. I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. What I'm saying for is in the continuity of just like for what Randall should be like comfortable on the court. I don't think Noel and Burks make that much of a difference for him being comfortable with pretty much the same unit. Like you, you're essentially what you're doing is replacing Wayne Ellington, Bullock, whoever with Burks, which is an absolute upgrade, and you're replacing Taj with Nero's Noel, another upgrade. But I think that as a unit is not like those guys offer a lot. Yes. But I think for Randall to be comfortable with like what everyone does, it's not that far off. You know what I mean? It's not that far off. And that's why I get tired with Randall where it's like, dude, you have, you have teammates that are like, that can help you utilize them. The difference with Melo is that Melo didn't have teammates to help him. Melo had to do all by himself for the most part. After that 2012, 2013 run, you're like, Shit, Mel, why don't you just pass this open guy? But it's like, <laughs> who are you? Pa- who are you passing? Who's he passing to? Shved? No, you passing to, to do what? <laughs> to do what? I, I, I know. I agree with you. <laughs> I, mean, I miss. I, no, I miss Shved. No, you personally. I miss Shved too. I, 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 I <laughs> no. like him off the bench. I like no, him off the good. bench. I'm just saying, like, but I'm just like, no, like I, I liked him. Like he was okay, but it's like, I feel are you, you like, Mel? No, like you got to rely on Shved. It's like, Randy, you could. We, we're. RJ Barrett's our future. Like you're not the you're here on one more year. Yeah. Work with him. <laughs> yeah. Let me I'll be let me actually paint you a new picture, Alex, all right? You got Noel at center. Mm-hmm. You have RJ Barrett. Yeah. Let's let's throw Burks next to him. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, guys, we need to find out how who fits as a power forward and point as a point guard, right? I know we have OB, but he's going to learn. Okay? Like he's going to be bullied. Okay, like, oh, like Obi's gonna be bullied in there. We can't expect him to be like a starter, and like, you know, he's gonna be nice off the bench. He'll learn. To me, he's a he's a mini Amari slash Kenyon Martin. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get into that. But yeah. just just in terms of the starting lineup, and like Alex, like you pointed out, how you're looking at it, I think Noel and Brooks are perfect, and RJ they're solid in the starting lineup. But we have to figure out who in the world. <laughs> Is gonna fit at power forward with these guys and at point guard with these guys. If you ask me, we need a. I I I, I don't want to say, but like a Paul Millsap type type. I know I don't want Paul Millsap, but like mm-hmm. a, so like that type of player to fit next to Noel. I don't know who that is at the moment. Mm-hmm. And if you talk, we need a point guard, man. We just need a point guard. I know I know that's overstated, but like if we can get Buddy healed yesterday. Like, please, God, do that. And so that that's that's how I see it. And so I guess my first question to you guys, I'll throw it up to Alex first. Sure. Um, 
Mitch versus Noel. Right? That's that's a, that's the top um like that's the centerpiece. Like what what do you how, what do you think is going on there? What do you think about the rotation there? How do you think they looked in the first two preseason games? And what do you expect in the Cavs series, right? Cuz that's what's coming up right now. So what do you expect from them in the Cavs series and what did you see from them in the Pistons series? And then Rice for the pit. So okay, so for the Pistons series, I like what I saw from both of them in the first game and Noel played. I know they didn't necessarily pop in the second game as they did the first game. But they both provide some solid minutes. I know Mitch got into foul trouble, five fouls within, what, 15 minutes, which you can't have. You want to be a foundational piece. I'll give him some swag because it's preseason, coming in and doing all that type of stuff. But he's just, <clears throat> we know that's, that's his woes. Noel, I think Noel has a starting gig for now. There's no way you can give it to Mitch. Mitch has not, Mitch played really well first game. He, he, he really did. Um, but I don't think he's necessarily deserved it. To me, I don't know why. He, I know he's put on weight. He put on another 10 pounds. But why does it feel like he looks kind of like out of shape? Mm-hmm. Does that kind of, am I, am I looking, am I, am I mm-hmm. going crazy? It kind of looks like he's a little out of shape, just like, and how, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's not even necessarily, it, it's like a little bit of winded, but he's like hunched over and just like, he's not necessarily like in the right, I don't know if it's just because he's seven footer trying to like guard on the wing, but like he was very lean last year. And I know that he got bullied for that and he needs to put on weight so he doesn't get bullied in the paint. But I feel like he is looking a little sluggish. I know this is like a big issue for him being professional uh, for what Thibodeau and everyone else is asking. But between both of them, I think they look fine. I think for the Cavs game, to answer your point, John. Um, was, there, wait, was there weird stuff coming out of camp uh, regarding Mitch there before you get into the Cavs game? Yeah, Tom Thibodeau said he needed to be uh, professional. That's what That was the quote. And then Stefan Bondi reported that, you know, <clears throat> there's been some talks within the Knicks front office. Then you had uh, CP from Knicks Fan TV, who has sources now, also confirmed that, you know, people in the front office are a little disappointed in Mitch because he didn't show up for that September camp. He, like, it was family business he had to go take care of. They understand, but we don't know. A little, I don't little know out of shape. A little out of shape context, maybe. Well, I'll, I'll, yeah, but it's like, what are you doing? We see you're putting up all these videos. We know you're training down there, but we need you to come back and, like, put in the work to be ready for this season. This is your full-time job type of situation. But between both of them, I think Noel has got the lock on the starting job. It's not, it's not even a question. The way he's looked in the first couple of games, it's just night. it's night and day from what you, what you would get from both of them. And, uh, they're like, and don't even get me wrong. Mitch is playing well, but it's night and day. What Noel, Noel didn't get to, he didn't get any fouls until, you know, wait until the game. So like we're talking third quarter and it's, yeah, big difference, man. What you need out of your center? I I agree. I think um, both of them are playing well. However, I believe that you know, with Mitch Robinson is great with defensively. I think he's great defensively. I have no problem with him. He is fouling though, and that's you can't have a guy getting five, five, six fouls before the fourth. You know what I'm saying? So with Noel, I love how he's he works with the ball spacing wise. Like I'm I'm really liking the spacing, which is what been the glaring. Like difference I've seen with Tibbs, his offense is how they space the ball around. And Noel can be very, very uh, lethal with the pick and roll. If they use him on a pick and roll, I think he's gonna be a problem. So I, I think he's a he looks like he's a starter right now for me personally. Um, Mitch, I like him defensively. I still think you know he's gonna get his buckets around the rim because he's automatic from there. But Noel's he's got he's got um, he's on the first five for sure. 
Yeah, for sure. And like Mitch, look, like Mitch got, he went four for six on the field. Like you're going to get that from him. You know, he got you, um, what is it? That's the NBA, that's the NBA leader, baby, in field goal percentage you're talking about. Three feet close, he's money. That's, yeah, that's known. Like, yeah. It's not, it's not even a worry. It's not, it's not a worry at all when it comes to Mitch in the paint. And he got five rebounds, you know? Negative 16, which I don't really go by plus minus like that because it's who you're on the court with and whatnot. Like the entire second unit looked ass in the second, in the second. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but that's important to note though. That's important to note. Like that, 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 that's how it happened. So you can't really judge it all, you know, that way. At the end, he kind of had a hybrid going on where he had an RJ in, he had Noel in, and he had quickly in. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, and you know, he was trying to like mix it up a little bit, but I think, I think that that's what I'm really looking for in the Cavs game. So like, I, okay, we saw it now. I, I think he's going to throw up maybe the same exact starting lineup, maybe a tweak here or there, but I really, I don't know. I think he might just leave the starting lineup as is, but I don't think he's going to do this five in five out business versus the Cavs. At least I don't expect it. I think he's going to oh, start okay. mixing and matching. No, no, no. He, he, so he, it was, it's, he already said he's going to be testing for quite a month to figure out the rotation just to get a, a, a full lock on who's where yeah. and whatnot. Because you're, we don't have a preseason, man. Like he didn't have a full on training camp. Yeah. Like they legit came in December 1st. And I kind of like it ready. though. I like it. Yeah. Like I, I like it too. It's moving things along. But the reality is that you're not going to see a lot. Like usually you have what October, November to get yourself ready. You got like yeah. eight eight preseason games and then you hop into the season and then by then things are starting to click with as a unit you're we're this is real time like we're trying to figure out what the hell's going on so Tibbs is actually going to use uh this rotation for a little bit longer but he is going to lock it down to that eight nine man rotation that we talked about it's it's going to be around probably like january sometime in january that we see that eight nine mm-hmm. but he's still trying to figure it out i it and i think what we're going to see is that first five that we have there's no way he's wavering from that first five because as They're much nice. as we hate Ram- yeah, as much as we hate Randall and like what he does, it's is, the best we have. It's the best we have. It's what we it's have. The best we got is the best we got. And, um, and our number one, our number one sub for him is is our boy, uh, our number one pick, Obi Toppin. So Obi. what do you got? What, what do you guys think about Obi Ricey? What do, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got on your on your man boy from that, Dayton? This man got that swagger, that that Brooklyn swagger. I don't know if he's, if he's from New York. He's got it. I'm I'm really excited about his play. Um, he does remind me of stat. A little bit, and he does remind me of Kmart. I mean, a lot of people have been saying that, but he's got a he's got a ratchet. He got a jumper, so I'm 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 excited about it. I like how he's still he's still a rookie. I like how he's driving to the lane. If if he keeps driving, he's gonna be a problem. If they like space out, as I keep saying, spacing out, he's gonna give him an opportunity to drive. If they can just kick it, we just need a shooter. If we could get Obi and then another shooter on the floor. You're gonna be consistently seeing six eight zero runs. I guarantee you. No, that's a fact, and that's the issue. Like Kevin Knox is supposed to do that. Dennis Smith mm-hmm. Jr. is supposed to do that. You know, Frank Nolakina is supposed to do that. I know they're putting Reggie Bullock, and Reggie Bullock has not done that yet. Ooh. We're throwing everybody out there, and there's just no shooting, and everyone's like not even in rhythm yet. You know, yeah. Kevin Knox putting up two air balls. Man, close the windows for the kid. Jesus, mm-hmm. that's bad, and it's like. I know they're still young. They're still developing. Like Kevin Knox is still young. You're trying to yeah. reacclimate DSJ to like after that horrific season he had last season. Frank, we're still trying to figure out. We saw quickly for a little bit. Quickly gave us some like decent minutes. Not enough to really make a 
Like a really full and, determination. And he's just he's just hungry. That's all I see. I just OB, see you can, hunger in that yeah. eyes of like Emmanuel yeah. quickly. I just see hunger in his eyes. That Those kid's guys, looking you to could, be great. You could tell that. Yeah, they're hungry. Like you could tell that they're still, you know, they're still trying to get used to the NBA game. It's different, faster, more talent on the floor. You know, they were dominating in college. He was going off in Dayton like it was nothing. But now, you know, he's trying to acclimate. But I think as soon as he gets, you know, acclimated to the league. And then I'm really like, what's exciting is that he's under Coach Tibbs, so I feel like that extra discipline is going to make him a much better player. And I think yeah. he's going to be a smart player. I already see he's going to play. He plays smart already. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Uh, he, he he had a really good game one versus Detroit, and so he he kind of had a little bit of erratic, um, yeah. you know, shot selection in game mm-hmm. two, which is to be expected. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, he, you're, as you said, he's just getting his feet wet in the league. He's going to take some time. And I agree with you 100%. It's all about Tibbs and the coaching Tibbs. staff and the, and the, and the full as, assistant coaches. And really, uh, if I'm being honest, it's going to be about next, like the next off season. <laughs> I know I keep bringing mm-hmm. it up already. It so is. like, I, I, I'm really excited about their, this full season, but it like, how they're gonna grow after that first offseason, like their bodies, their IQ, like after being like, whoa, what was that for a whole year? Like get it under their belt. Like they're I'm really and they have the the continuity. Like we never have the continuity with the New York Knicks. It's always, oh, this coach stinks. When are we gonna fire him? Who's mm-hmm. gonna come in next? Who's the next superstar coming in? Who we, who who are we gonna tank for? Who's the cap space for? Right now, it's like, yo, these are our guys and these are our coaches. So, like, I'm excited about Obi and I'm excited about Quickly, but it's a slow process and I cannot. Alex, do you think you're going to see Quickly in Westchester? Like, do you think do you think Quickly is even going to make it to Westchester, or do you think he's going to be getting burned in uh, with the Knicks? He's going to get burned with the Knicks. He's not going down to Westchester. One because he is a late first round pick. Um, we do need shooting. Two. The G League is being held down in Florida this year or Georgia. It's outside of Atlanta or outside somewhere in Florida. And so it's not easy to call someone back up. So when he when he's down there, he has to be down there for quite some time getting run. Um, and the, and the, COVID, and the COVID protocol as well. Yes, with the COVID protocol as well. So he has to he has to pass six negative tests uh, in order to get back. Um, wow. Okay. So it's not it's not an easy ask to say, oh yeah, send him down to Westchester. That's why if anyone, it's gonna be Miles Powell because this team doesn't need him yet. Mm-hmm. This it's yeah. just a backlog, so yep. he can be the one down in Westchester with the Westchester Knicks down in. Uh, honestly, I got I got to look that up. I forget. So what no, I think I think it's outside Atlanta. No um, stories. No 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 stories of Marshall getting called in from Westchester after a game and then taking a cab all the way down to uh, the Garden so he can get uh so we can get in some burn because we needed a center. No more of that this year? No. I miss those no. stories, dude. Dude, I was actually I was actually at that game in Westchester when I, he just like got up off the bench and he had to go. I was like, oh, where that's is funny. he going? That's so funny because I was at that I was at that Knicks game. That's so funny. I was at the Knicks game. Got the, oh, that was great. Got the Uber to the garden. Yo. I'll, yo, and yo, thank you to Marshall Plumley for, for her service in the armed forces. But my man, he was bricking every layup I've ever seen in my life. My God, dude, it was, 
it was bad. Like he'd go for like a roll, he'd get it, and then it's like, bro, just soft touch, soft touch. This Make man was rip. like, dude, this thing was like going bouncing off the backboard, going like back to half court. I was like, yo, what are you doing, bro? How did you make it this far? Bro, 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 you can't do everything, dude. He's like a, I think he's like an army ranger. Like, you know what I mean? He's, he's a center at Duke. Like, leave him alone. He made it to the Knicks. Like, he's the, he's the guy that you need to play in Westchester and then get in a cab and then play for your this is a guy NBA you need team. In a house. He, he, yeah. If you need a I'm house so- belt, ask him. Because <laughs> all done breaks. Oh, my God. Either a house, either house built, or you need to go to war. I uh, know. You, you call Pumley. Call that man. Uh, brick and mortar. Brick and mortar. <laughs> Marshall. Call the call Marshall Pumley. Uh, th- yo, that game too. Like Ron Baker was going off, and this is where like I understood all that Ron Baker hype because the dude was like close to a triple double. He had like eighteen points. He had thirteen assists. He had nine boards. I was like, yo. This guy could orchestrate. And then he gets to the New York Knicks. You're like, why are you buns? What is going on here? That's when I also fell in love with Luke Cornett, man. My oh, boy. man. Oh, man. I, I miss Luke Cornett. Let's yeah. just got some dogs, man. We honestly might need someone like Luke Cornett on our team, but that's for that, that, that's for a different story because Alex, <laughs> what, we, what we really need is a point guard, man. We need a point guard. What's going on at the cluster at point guard? I've learned nothing. Know. Nothing is. Ha- I've learned nothing. We watched two preseason Pistons game. All I've learned is that we don't have a point guard. And I, ca- and I kind of like DSJ. He kind of looks like a man. I don't know what it is about him, but he kind of looks like more of a man. <laughs> Everything else is the same. We don't have a point guard. Like help me, help me. Nah, I don't know what to do. No, we don't have a- the point guard of the future is not on this team. You know, like it- he's just not on this team. We have to wait. Uh, you know, I think. I think. Draft- I think we finally. I think we finally have to have to come to terms with that. Like the starting point guard for the Knicks is literally not no. any of the point guards on the Knicks. Yeah. Like it's not DSJ. It's not Frank. No. It's nope. just not. It's just not. It's not. And like, let me tell you, Alfred Payton. Like he's. This is why I said Alfred Payton was going to start. He's the only consistent dude that we got that can orchestrate an offense, and that is he is the best backup point guard that any team could possibly want. Unfortunately, yeah. he's our starting point guard. You know, he can orchestrate, he can drive, he can attack, he can do all those things. He just can't shoot. But people who are clamoring for Frank, it's like, I like Frank. Like, I really do like Frank and I want Frank to succeed. I don't think he's a true natural point. Actually, the best that they had was when Frank was working off DHJ in game one because it's like, oh, wait a minute. Why don't we both, they're both half a point guard. Let's put it together and we get one full point guard in the backcourt. And that's what they really needed. And, I wish they did that tonight. I would like to see that happen tonight because Frank brings like this calm presence and he's he's actually what your boy uh Tyrese Halliburton does. He's a connector. You know what I mean? He can keep it he can keep the ball swinging, you know? He he's not the he's not the flashiest dribbler. He's not always going to attack the paint hard. You see when he attacks the paint, he doesn't go to the rim. He stops for a pull-up jumper most of the time. But DSJ he can go to attack the rim. He's flashy with the ball for a little bit. High flying, athletic, but he's not there with the decision making, and he kind of gets the the blinders on and just gets a little too much, like a little too trigger happy. But if you put both of them together, I feel like it kind of evens out. And I wish, I hope they do that moving forward. That I, you know, who we're really missing though, Austin Rivers, because he's injured with a groin injury right now. That's uh, that would yeah. that would be a different. That I think that's the different. That's the key I difference. Think- if we had Austin Rivers right now. I low-key, I low-key completely forgot about him while, while, while watching these, too. while watching these games. Like, I completely forgot that he's come back. They didn't mention him really. Um, on the really weird Wally Zerbiak call, 
I it, make, it makes me uh, like appreciate my man Walt uh, and Breen. <laughs> I, I can't I, yeah. I, I, I can't wait for Breen and Walt. This is truly preseason at the moment. Wow, yeah. <laughs> when he was questioning Killian Hayes' jump shot, <laughs> that was killing me. <laughs> yeah, but he's right. That's he's suspect. right. I know. Right Let's talk now. about it. Let's talk about it because Killian Hayes was really big on our list. Uh, and we were talking about him a lot for draft, and we just watched his first two basketball games. What do you guys think about Killian? And he's a point guard, and we still don't have one. So what do you what do you what do you guys think about Killian? I like him. I think he's going to be good in the league. I don't I don't know if he'll be the next generational point guard. He has a shot. His his jumper looks good, right? It's all about connecting at that point. Is he going to find the bottom of the net? Uh, yeah. I think he looks good. I, I'm not upset that we didn't get him. I think, you know, seeing highlights of Cade Cunningham, that's the that's the guy I want, man. Please, please. He's a, he's a hard matchup. He's a hard matchup, but he just needs to get his baskets. That's all. Yeah. He just needs to get a yeah. shot. He's crafty, though. He's crafty. He, he, he makes some really good... You know, the whole thing, like when we had uh, Dallas Amico on the pod, John, and like mm-hmm. when you talk about Tibbs icing, you know, the issue is that Tibbs' defense likes to force the guard or anyone driving the ball to the far side. That way, yep. force him to make that cross pass, right? Mm-hmm. Yo, he was making, Killian was making those cross passes. <laughs> yeah. Look easy, man. He was making them easy. look super easy. Yeah, that, that's I what he like, does. That's what he does. Yo, so from that standpoint, from like a guard perspective, that looks really good. The sh- if the shot comes along, like he had a nice step back, he looks pretty good, man. I like, I like what Killian, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not upset that we didn't get him. He's not that type of player. It's not, uh, it's not like a John Morant situation. John Morant is just, you just, yeah. Cause Killian's not stepping on the court like, I demand respect. John steps on the court, you're like, oh, yeah. We'll fear him. Right. We, we got to step up right now. Cause kid's right. killing us. He's not even in the same sentence as Cade Cunningham, who I think is, might, no. is, is a little, I don't want to say better, but he's definitely in the same conversation as Trey Young. And that, and that and that's pretty and that's some pretty that's some pretty good uh you know some pretty good company yeah yeah for sure for sure but I think from like this game just to like wrap it up we can move up to the the Cavs game and then keep this ball rolling is uh I think what the only takeaway that I have is that you know this team's gonna play with a lot of energy we're gonna see defense and this team actually looks confident I know they didn't they played all like tentatively like tonight like not as aggressive as they were game one but i think the one thing we're going to see is that they're going to they're going to be confident when they step on the court because they actually have a coach who's like going to over prepare them and say yo no 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 like you saw what tibbs did when dsj had four turnovers like look man you're not doing this right this is what you got to do as a point guard instead of like fizzdale just smiling when we're down 30 points like <laughs> good job guys thank goodness we got them out. it's like so i'm actually happy and I think the guys, I think the the team feels that way because yeah. they actually have a legitimate coach who's on the bench. I, that's the those are the key concepts I take away. This team is going to be tough to watch. I I am telling fans right now it's going to be tough <laughs> yeah. to watch. Games this like games like this are going to be consistent. We're going to see games like this where it's just kind of like, what are you doing? And then yeah. there's going to be nights like you see Friday where it's like, oh snap, they're they're kind of moving along, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Alex, good point because keep in mind, guys, like the Detroit Pistons are bottom three team in the NBA. And coming up, we got the Cleveland Cavaliers, who also match up pretty well with us, because guess what? They're also the worst team the worst bottom <laughs> team in the NBA. So like just you gotta keep perspective, right? So talking about the Cavs here, um we got Drummond who matches is gonna match up pretty well with Noel and Mitch. They all do the same thing. So it'll be nice to see how uh Noel and Mitch do there. But we got mm-hmm. double D man, Damian Dotson. Um yep. 
He's gonna light us up, I'm sure. So that'll be fun. That'll be fun to watch. But I'm excited to watch Okuro. Hey, yeah. boy. They were talking, yeah, we're talking about him a lot too. He put up 15 points game one, man. They were <laughs> yeah. talking, he was looking pretty good, man. Uh, yeah. He first of all, he is young, but he looks like a grown ass man. <laughs> I've never <laughs> yeah. seen. I've never seen a kid just come in and like his biceps and the triceps, like his whole arm is like the size of my head. I'm just like, what the hell is this? We eating out there. Nah, yeah, seriously. I'm excited to watch him. That was Tibbs' guy. That was who Tibbs wanted in the draft because defensively, that's what he's known for. Obviously, the offense is like, is his jump shot going to be consistent? But I'm excited to see what he match, how he plays. But I think matchup wise, John, you already said it's another bottom three team. It's going to, what we saw tonight is going to be the exact same thing that we just, or against the Cavs. It's not going to be any different. Uh, Drum is probably, you know, going to have like his night. Kevin Love's going to have his night. I don't know about uh, the guards, Garland and um, Sexton. Yeah, Sexton. They have Kevin but, Porter as well. And they have Delhi. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a similar matchup. How do you feel about Ricey? Uh I don't, I don't know that much about it, but I think I think in regards to the center matchup, I for, even forgot Andre Drummond's now Cavs player. <laughs> Yo, he, he took that player option and, and he ran home. He signed that real quick. <laughs> he got that money. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm okay with it. I feel like they, they are one of the bottom three teams, so I'm not really too excited about the matchup. Um, what do you want to see from OB or what do you want to see from Mitch? OB, I want him to keep slashing, though. I want him to keep driving. I need to see Mitch. He's going to get stay defensive, get those blocks um, and rebounds. Blocks and rebounds, like... That's Tibbs' bread and butter. I need to see that. Like, the defense is what I really want to see with the Knicks. If we can show improvement on that defense and get somebody to step up and make some jumpers, and I think that would be, you know, promising to see. It's going to be ugly, though. I already yeah. know. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I, I know this might sound insane, but mm-hmm. at some point I, I kind of want to test out Noel and Mitch together on the court because, Power you know. Power center? Yeah, because no Noel doesn't work with Randall. It just doesn't work because mm-hmm. because Noel Noel is Noel needs someone kind of next to him, mm-hmm. right? A big man that's kind of next to him, but is not clogging up the paint. Like he can't have like it doesn't work with Drummond. You know what I mean? When 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 they, when they, when they had that experiment going because they're both like trying to work like right on like right would in that want, key. Would but you like want RJ in the mix with that. Cause you know RJ is moving all over the floor. No, I want no, I want I want RJ. No, I like RJ like playing like the three, like just like, hanging right. out or like the two. I know that sounds like people yell about that, but like let him hang out like around the ball. I really like what I see from RJ. Okay, but just from like the big men perspective, like I, I keep saying, but I, I don't I don't know who the answer is, but like mm-hmm. I need I need a Paul Millsap with with Noel and and Randall and Noel. It really brings down Noel's value. Like Noel, right. Noel, Noel could really have like twenty boards, twelve points every single game if he mm-hmm. has someone next to him that's gonna like command. It's really Obi Toppin in like four years or like yeah. three years. Like that's what I really want. You know what I mean? Who's like aggressive for the but ball? That, and this is kind of like why I'm just like I want Obi to start because he's gonna. I know it's gonna be easier for him to transition to the game with the second unit, feast on the on second unit guys because. Quite honestly, we saw what Blake Griffin did with that just easy pump fake, and he just fell for it. He's gonna, he's go, he would get demolished immediately. I want. It's really to Blake. Blake would look. Blake would be nice with Noel. I mean, I don't, oh I, don't, I, don't want, I don't, I don't want Blake, but like, I Blake would be na- like that type of player would nasty. be nasty with Noel. Yeah, I mean, we just need a legitimate 
stretch four at this point is what you're asking for, which is what Obi's yeah. supposed to be in the next couple of years. Um, yeah. we just don't have it. And why, and, and, but you know, I'll say this. I'll give Randall this, this, this little bit of kudos. When him and Mitch were on the floor together, Mitch was still effective. I know Mitch is, you know, they're similar. Mitch is a little bit more, put a little bit more weight on at this point, but Mitch was still effective with Randall on the court. I, it just sucks, man, because you, you pointed out, like, we need the, we need the power forward, but we have the power forward. He's just not ready yet. And then what we really need is the guard. And when we get the guard, the guard's not going to be ready yet because the guard just takes time to develop. That is the most intricate position that they talk about three to five years of legitimately getting them ready. So we need, we need some, you know who I actually like? Uh, the Nuggets got him, uh, Compazzo. Dude, I love the Nuggets, Mo. I love the Nuggets. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna come out, I'm just gonna come out and say it right now, okay? (laughs) I, when the, in in 2004, I'll I'll admit it was for a dumb reason, is because when they drafted uh, Darko, I was like, yo, Darko Milchich on the, on this Pistons team is gonna be nasty. They're gonna be perfect. They had like Rashid and the squad, Billups, Ben Wallace, Rip. I love them. So I was like, yo, I was playing 2K like every day, right? So I was like, you know, like I, I was all over it. So I just love the Pistons. I was like a huge, like I just wanted the Pistons. This year, I'm telling you, like it's kind of Portland, but it's the Nuggets, dude. I just love the Nuggets. I love how they play. I love their guards. I love Jokic. Like I, I love RJ. Like I, oh, RJ Hampton over there. I love Michael Porter over there. Like I just, I love the squad. I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> They're interesting. They're a good squad. They're a really good squad. Even though they lost Grant, they were able to to fill that hole by bringing Millsap back. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I I like how they're built. They're a solid team. And shameless RJ plug. Dana. And shameless plug. Alex is writing, uh, covering Denver for Hoops Habit, yes, uh, HoopsHabit.com this year. So definitely check that out if you're looking for Denver Nuggets uh, info. Appreciate it, bro. Um, awesome. I actually I'm actually like interested about RJ. He didn't look. He didn't. Look that great, but he's super athletic. I'll give him that. He is super athletic. He just needs to take contact a little bit better. Side mm-hmm. tangent on the Nuggets over there. Compazzo, Kapa- he's just like, for a dude in the fourth quarter in a preseason game, he was acting like it was game seven of the NBA Finals. I was shocked. <laughs> I was four. This man took a charge. I was like, what is – I'm like, this is the fourth quarter of a preseason game, bro. What are you doing? And That's like, he's just great. taking charges, flopping over the place. He's commanding the offense. He's pushing pace back and forth. I was like – Okay, the six foot dude from Spain is doing his thing. Why didn't we get him? Why was this guy like just floating around, and just like, nah? We needed guards. It's like we just let this dude for cheap go. <laughs> I tell you, man, I can't. I can't sometimes. I really can't. Um, but John, what's what do you, what do you, what do you feel about uh, this Knicks Cleveland game coming up? Um, I'm just really I'm 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 excited for Mitch to like. Fit. That's that's the best way to put it. He's not comfortable in his own skin. Uh, you you kind of alluded to it for whatever for whatever the reason is. Whether it's because he's out of shape, whether it's because he kind of got into a rift as soon as he walked into first day at you know first day at a job that he already had with the new people that came in in a building he's used to and like things were different and people don't like that. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, I was here. I'm doing that. Now you come in here and change everything. Things are, you know, you just don't like it. Like you get that weird. He's uncomfortable. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I hope he gets, I hope he gets comfortable. So I'm looking for that. I I, I definitely want to say that I love Thibodeau. Like I, like, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Watching him. Cosine. Yeah. Watching him. Like I like, I have a burning desire to buy season tickets 
like really, really close to the bench so I could like yell at like be within shouting distance of Tibbs so I can hear him and he can hear me. Like I like I have like that burning zone when I watch him and I like <laughs> and that makes me happy. You know what I mean? Like I really want to be near him. Like I want to be around him. I love what he does with the team. I want to hear I want to hear what he thinks about everything because he, he like. I want to hear what he thinks about these players. I think he's going to put these players in the right position to win. And the one player who has slid under the radar of our entire podcast, and I'm not going to let it happen, man. I'm not going to let it happen. Mm-hmm. Mr. Kevin Knox. <laughs> um, he's, he's on the hot seat right now. We're going, to put, we're going to put him up here because, boy, oh, boy, I don't know what that guy is doing, but it, it's not, it's, it's not, he's not comfortable at all. Like he's not comfortable. I don't, is he not comfortable with the game of basketball? Is he not comfortable with the Knicks? Is he not comfortable in his spot? Is he not comfortable with the fact that we don't have a point guard? All those things are fine. You know what yeah. I mean? All those things are not an indictment on Kevin Knox. You know the NBA basketball player as like a whole, but when it pertains to the Knicks, it's a huge problem. You know what I mean? Like all right. those things are an issue. And like if if it's not if if he's gonna come in here and like. As if, like, you're playing in, like, league basketball and, like, the girl you're seeing is there. And you're just, like, pull, you're just like you know, pulling up, like, four. Three, yeah. And, like, your four minutes that you're there because you want to, like, get some buckets in. Like, like, I can't have that. Like, it's just not, it just doesn't, it's and not going to work. And I don't think he's going to allow that. I don't, and that's what I like about Tibbs. He's, he's, he's no nonsense. Like, he's not going to let some of the stuff fly that, you know, like, Fisdale was letting, and God forbid, Derek Fisher was letting fly like he's not gonna let that happen he's he's got a system and he wants people to adhere to that system and, and that's what the Knicks Thanks. need we need that we need some sort of consistency and order on the squad and you know it's gonna be growing it's gonna be a process obviously because our personnel is not is not there you know but it's it's, it's I think it's gonna work like if people are all, all in I think it's gonna work. I think the guy's like Knox. I think he's gonna if he's all in on this, Tibbs is gonna find a, a way to use him in a, in a good fashion. I can trust that. Facts. No, I agree with you, Rice, one hundred percent. He's not gonna yeah. let him hang out to dry, and that's like we saw with DSJ. That's why, honestly, watching the starters get so much burn in the third quarter. Uh, like I said this at the beginning of the season, it's that Tibbs is gonna see you make mistakes, and he's like, I'm not gonna leave you ha- to hang out and dry because. I'm not going to have you look bad and demolish your your confidence. You got to play within yourself and be or your trade va- or your trade value. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's business. <laughs> it is business, bro. So yeah, he's got to keep that value up too. We uh, mm-hmm. was like, look, man, we need to move Julius Randle and somebody else for Buddy Heald, man. Make it work. Yeah. Make I'm, it work. So, I'm so glad you brought that up, Alex, because I have a really, really important question to ask you guys. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm gonna. This is. I'm gonna admittedly say this is part of my overreaction preseason Knicks that I warned everybody about. We all said was coming. <laughs> it's here. I'm officially here. I'm so desperate for for a point guard that if they're at, that if Sacramento is calling and asking about Mitch and that's the holdup. Yo, enjoy. For like, who? go ahead. But for who? For, but for who? No, for Buddy. For you're talking nah, about Buddy Hill. Nah, no, nah, nah. no. I'm not no, giving up, Mitch. I, I'm I, not I, giving I, up. I, I can't do that. No. Ricey, Ricey, Mitch for Buddy. 
I but he healed. What are you guys talking about? He'd be the best point guard that's played for twenty lives but buddy, years. But buddy, buddy Hill's not a point guard, though. He's not he'd a be the guard. best. He'd be the best boy. <laughs> he'd be the best po- ball handler the Knicks have no, had. I'm not I saw Amon Shumpert play when we thought that man was a point guard. I'm not doing. I, I want a point guard. I want a. I'm not trying to have a substitute okay. for a half the season. Yeah, we need a I want a legi- I want an actual yeah. point guard. If you're telling okay. me that, if you're telling me Mitch. Which is obviously not realistic. If you're telling me this trade was like, look, we can get De'Aaron Fox if we traded Julius Randle, Frank. No Fox, not Fox. Knox, at, not Fox, not Fox. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying. I'm saying like, oh. if we, I'm saying if like not for Buddy Hield, I'm saying mm-hmm. if like we could oh. get like a point guard like this. And okay. I know it's not. I know this is not a realistic trade. I know 100 percent it's not a realistic trade. Mm-hmm. If you told me it's like Randle, uh, Frank, and we had to give up Mitch, I'd be like. Yeah, we're doing that right now. We're, it's not it's not a big deal, but we're talking about Buddy Hill, man. Yeah. Buddy Hill's not great defensively. He's an awesome offensive threat. Great sh- great shooting, like not great, but like a really good really good shooting guard. He's not the dude that's going to bring up the ball and orchestrate your offense, get everyone together. You know who's bringing I'm up not, the ball right not, now? You know who's bringing up the ball? <laughs> I could I know. I know. I could bring up the ball too. We'll oh, bring up the ball. Bring bring up up the ball? ball? <laughs> no, no, say it out loud. No, no, no. No, no. Who is bringing up the ball? Who's bringing who up the right? ball? Say it out loud. All right. Julius Randle. <laughs> what, are talking, what are we talking about? What are, what are we talking about? <laughs> because Julius Randle's not going to be here. <laughs> he's not going to be here. He's, like, he's gone after this about. year. He's gone after this year. We're talking about the, he's gone after this year. We can actually keep Mitch for one more year after this. <laughs> I don't, and see what happens. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. If it's, an illegit, if it's a legit point guard, I will gladly do it. I'm not just... Forfeiting something just for the immediate reaction. Fine, thing. fine. Because guess what? Because guess what's going to happen? We're going to get Buddy healed, and guess what? We're going to need a point guard. Pulling up, he's just going to go on the tears start coming up yeah. in the basket, and pulling up. <laughs> yeah. And then guess what? We're going to hate Buddy Hill. We're going to be like, Yo, why is Buddy Hill bringing up the ball, man? Why is Buddy uh, Hill doing this? Yeah, we're going to be right, doing yeah. the same thing all over again. Fine, fine, <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Yeah, give me a, po- give me a point guard. Fine, fine. I still need a point guard. I'm, I'm a little I overreacting. I'm a little overreacting. I do want to see Noel and Mitch, though. I want to see them together. Let me see. Let me see the two weirdos like who have the same position. Like, Let me see that mesh. I know it's like super weird, but like, let me see something going on. And uh, I'm going to throw, throw a name out there, Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson's working out. He's Tibbs' boy. He's not on the team. We have players like Iggy who didn't get a minute, right? We have a lot. We have players like I, I, I'm not going to be too surprised if Taj Gibson ends up on this team. Yeah, um, I think you'd have to get rid of like a couple people to get him on this team, though. Um, like all the people that I'm didn't not- play today. All the people that didn't play. like so, but like I can see see. This is, so if you're gonna ask me who's gonna go down back to Westchester, I can see Iggy going back down to Westchester for another another stint for like another year. We can do that, um, mm-hmm. even though he'd be on contract, and like you need to get rid of him. I could see him like if he's not getting burned, he's going back down to Westchester. Miles Powell, he could be on the G League contract. Send him down there. Um, I, we don't need Taj, man. Like sadly, we don't need him because we got Nerlens Noel. Uh, that's yeah. just the honest truth. Um, if and like. We even have Michael Kidd Gilchrist on this team, which I don't even want right now, and hopefully yeah. we can like make the roster. So, but yo, shout out, shout out, shout out to the Knicks front office for signing Nerlens Noel, a legit yes. starting center for cheap, who uh, is like really legit in the locker room and 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 on the floor IQ, and you can tell. And the same thing with Burks, and 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 both of those. 
players were signings because of our connections with the coaches, yeah. which were only came here because of our front office hirings. You know what I mean? So it's all it, it's all one big circle. So like kudos to them and kudos to James Dolan for for you know for tr- for bringing on Leon Rose, trusting that. So like that that's my react. That's like my overall reaction just from like the first games we look like. At least those two signings are competent. I'm happy with them. Like we're we're alive. It's not Bobby Portis. Okay, like, uh, and 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 for, and for that, I'm. It's not Noah Vonley, and for that, I am thankful. Aww. Shots yeah. fired at Noah Vonley. <laughs> you know what I mean? And 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 Obi Toppin is not Ronaldo Balkman from Shout Out Staten Island. Is, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like it. It's just the way it is. We ask for the little things like this. Is we appreciate it so much because we Yo, don't. We don't have this luxury, like some consistency. That's all we're asking for. That's that's all we want, man. It's it's that's all we want. And yo, they also did a really good job. Three year, two years, not guaranteed uh, for mm-hmm. uh, for that Austin Rivers deal. Three year, he we got Austin Rivers on the cheap, man. Like on yeah. the super I keep, keep forgetting, I keep forget, I keep forgetting about Austin Rivers. Like I, I, I honestly, God, keep forgetting about him. I want so, to like, see Rivers and RJ on the court. See how that can work because that's gonna be something else. That maybe Austin, the- maybe Austin could run the point. You know, I, oh. I like, honestly, I, I know, I, think, I know it's I, crazy, think- but. Randall, 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 Randall is the one bringing up the ball right now. <laughs> and this is the thing, like, copy, and like I, like I know Austin Rivers is better off ball and not a true point guard, but he might be our second best point yeah. guard option. Which, uh, yeah, yeah, that's sad, but it's so tr- be it. So be it. Like, just let it happen. Game, man. Hey, look, man, and look, they look. The front office could also be wise and be like, look, we will be bad this year, and we could also have some pretty good lottery odds for. Kay Cunningham. So we'll see what happens. But I think that covers it up for the the next segment. Mm -hmm. So we'll take a quick little break and then we'll come right back. All right, everyone. And we're back from the break. Now, John, what do we got for et cetera? What's up, Alex? For et cetera today, we're going to kind of switch it up from our usual uh, other NBA talk. And since we got our producer Ricey, the Raisin Man, who—that's right, <laughs> yeah—who uh, who, who's um, he's responsible for all the beats and all the edits, uh, and he knows all, he might know a thing or two about music. That's what I hear. Yeah, the crispy sound that you hear <laughs> every week, twice a week—that's my job. <laughs> so but yeah but yeah i i, I know rice rice keeping it super humble right now so um we won't talk about he is, his uh, he is won't. keeping it super humble considering this dude has got the crazy spotify uh oh, analytics yeah. going on oh, out yeah. here. alex alex loves alex loves those analytics but alex, love, there's, there's way more there's, there's way more accolades on the side that uh we, we won't have to uh talk about right now oh but yeah we all know we all know that he worked with drum we all we all we all know yeah. <laughs> we, we all know <laughs> that's my well, guy shout out to drum big baby drum now known as shelly that's my guy <laughs> but what's important mm-hmm. is we had some we had a album that we've been waiting for yes for a long time drop on friday plus we had two surprise albums come out one pretty mainstream mm-hmm. with and then one that nobody cares about, and that's not even mentioning the Taylor Swift album. Okay, we're not even we're not even talking about that. Like that's not even on the list Ooh. right now. Oh, Alex, you watch your mouth, Alex. You watch your mouth. T Swift. You watch your mouth, Alex. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, we're not even talking about Taylor Swift. Well, that, that, that's not, I don't believe that's for uh, this audience, but um, Kid Cudi. Yes. I mean, for, 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 for me personally, that was like, mm-hmm. that was college, dude. Like that, like, college. oh, hell yeah. yeah. I think that's all of us. Yeah. <laughs> anonymous. You yeah, just, like, like that. when you when you hear Kid Cudi, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off. Like when you hear Kid Cudi, you just immediately go to the red cup. You just yeah, appears, the beer pong appears. The it's like Kid Cudi pursuit of happiness plays. Whether you like it slow or yeah. if you like it with the with the dub beat, like it doesn't matter. Like pursuit of happiness is on. Yeah, <laughs> the for college sure. party Hall of Fame. Kid Cudi is in there, like first ballot. Absolutely. Facts. Yeah. Absolutely. I just remember listening to Kid Cudi like what was it Day and Night, man. That Day and Night uh that mixtape album. Oh, that 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 was I think that's like how I got introduced to Oh, Cudi. what was it? No, hold on, hold on. it was uh it was Kid Cudi and uh what what's the full what's the full actual title of that one? Kid Cudi and um the Crookers the Crookers remix. The Crookers remix? Remix is just like that's Day and Night. That's like the top 5 party song. Uh, I think uh, that's how I got. That's, I think that's how I got introduced to Kid Cudi. To be honest with you, I mean, yeah, same. So, so, so we had we had a wonderful Man on the Moon three, The Chosen, come out, and and I'm I'm gonna point out that his last one of his last albums, um, mm-hmm. in between the Man on the Moons, the Passion yeah. and Desire, right. was was really good. Like I really I really like this that one, but Man on the Moon three, The Chosen. I mean, it was such a good album, in my opinion. Yeah. I've listened to it back and forth a couple times, but what really, I mean, like, I know I'm an amateur, but it was really, really well produced. Like, the, the songs, like, all flow together. I could barely tell the difference between them, but, like, since we got the producer on. Yeah, I'm tell here. me, man. No, I, I, I'm, you're here to get down. started. Yeah, you're here, you're here to get started, bro. All right, so Man on the Moon 3, The Chosen, is such a brilliantly engineered and produced project um it's it's taking you like the project is taking you on a trip it's basically going into his mind so as we know as of lately he's been open about dealing with mental illness and his vulnerabilities and his anxiety so that's where he's going with this project and the way that the beats and the instrumentation the engineering is good as if you're on a trip mentally like you're on a trip it's flow seamlessly. It's it's hard hitting beats in the first half. Um, the notables for me was Dive, Another Day, um, Heaven on Earth, Show Out with the uh, Pop Smoking, um, Pop Smoking. Of course, Stephen, of course, of that course. record. And I've been asking uh, from above, play, please. Can you put Pop <laughs> and Skepta on the in the booth? Can you put them on a record? My aunt, my prayers were answered. And Cuddy is Cuddy is so amazing. You can tell how many people in the industry are influenced by Cuddy, just like vocally. Like we see Travis Scott. It's funny how it's it's going full circle now, because Travis Scott was inspired by Kid Cuddy. Wow, I like that. I never and, thought about it. Travis Scott. His, Travis Scott really is like the Kid Cuddy 2.0. You can see it. Like if you really mm-hmm. pay attention, like if you listen to his project, you're thinking, oh, this is a lot of people are being like. Oh, this sounds like a Travis Scott album, which I'm pretty sure that Travis probably was involved in this production-wise. 
Yeah, he was always in that circle, and and we we always kind of poo poo like that, that Kanye, Ka- Kanye, exactly yeah. that Kanye Kid Cudi album that nobody ever cares about. Mm-hmm. The kids see ghosts or something like yeah. that. Like yes, they're all no, they're all like dude, that, weird. That album is popping. All right, I, if anyone's knocking that Kid, that Kid Cudi mm-hmm. Kanye album, I don't know what's wrong. I, you got something wrong mm-hmm. with you because that album is fire. It's nice. All right, I had that thing on repeat. It's so short too to have it on repeat too. I was just vibing out in the car, just like always driving back from work. But mm-hmm. oh, so good. Sorry to interrupt, Ricey. Just. Go on, go on with the and he's really diverse like vocally um in terms of the message of the of this music is really it's stuff that you can relate to it's and that's what i loved about it it's it's literally things that people uh, all people can relate to whether you're really going through it whether you're not going through it as much it's it's everyday relatable topics that he's talking about in this, this album and it's really really introspective with himself and honest with himself in this project which is why I really enjoyed listening to this. Like it was a smooth, smooth listen. Um, there's no dub, no dubs in here. Like I didn't skip anything. It's like a really smooth listen. Um, and as I was saying, it's really funny. It's like a whole full circle moment production wise. So I'm thinking this sounds like Trav, Travis Scott, but you got to remember Travis Scott was inspired by Kid Cudi. Now Kid Cudi's being inspired by Travis Scott. You could see the influence in the first half of the project off rip. Like you just know, you could just see it. Um, and then the second half, it's more that vintage man on the moon one like type vibe. Yo, hell yeah, yeah. yo. Like, such with. a vibe. Such yeah, a vibe. Like, and and you, go ahead, Alex. Tell me, tell me. Cause, no, like, I know you were like, hyped about it. Cause like, so, because Kid Cudi, like the man on the moon, the first one, like it, it's such a special place in my heart listening to it because that was the first album that it was. It was a banger, but it took you a while to get to be a banger, right? You had to listen to it once. You're just like, because it's it such quiet. He, he, mm-hmm. he legit pioneered uh, electronic hip hop sound that was just not there. And he dove into Facts. it. And like, when I first heard to it, I was like, what the hell is this? This is whack. And then I, was, I put it on a second, third time. I'm like, nah, this is actually mm-hmm. pretty fucking fire. And I loved mm-hmm. it. And the one thing that I love about this album is that, like, Man on the Moon 2 was cool, like, Mr. Rager and all that type of stuff. Yeah. But this one, as you said, Rice, he tied it back all the way to the first one. Yeah. And I love the first one. The first one is, like, in such a special place in my heart. Yeah, it's, it's a classic to me. Man on the Moon 1 is a classic to me. Um, It was – and I think I appreciate it more looking back at the project. Like, when living through it, I I listened to the project and I liked it. But it was like certain tracks within certain records with the Man on the Moon one, you know, like higher is the higher I still play on repeat, like to this day, day and night I'll still play. But I gotta mm-hmm. like literally be like drinking. That's like day and night is just it hits different when you've had some drinks. Oh yeah, you gotta be vibing when you listen to those yeah. songs. You it's, gotta be vibing. Day and night is so and the Crooks remix, it's 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 a classic to me. Like that's a that's a classic remix to me. Um, like, you know, production wise, like you're, it gets you hype automatically, but I just love how, um, with Man on the Moon 3, he is being, you know, he's, it's a new sound. It's, it's, it sounds relevant. It sounds like modern, contemporary to this time, you know, the trap beats and all that. It sounds like a 2020 project, but then he ties it back in the second half and it's just like you're going right back to Man on the Moon 1. And I'm just like, yo, this is crazy, bro. And it's, it's tying it all together. And I'm like, this is such a fun 
you know, this is such a fun, smooth listen. Like, Kid Cudi went nowhere. People thought he fell off. He he went nowhere. He he got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and the the best the best part about it is uh, his sto- his storytelling, and yeah. his, you're you're kind of like uh, going with him in these songs, and and that's why and that's why this album's so great. Is you're like you're following him, and it's not all um, mm-hmm. the same. It has yeah. the same it has the same production theme, but it doesn't have the same. Um, lyrical theme no. which i like and like yes. i i do personally need that diversity yeah <laughs> um in 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 an album like I, I, it could all sound the same and flow the same because like he's feeling a type of way and like yeah. you know what i mean like uh i think jay-z said it one time um you kind of every album is just kind of like a snapshot into like where you were during that time i think j cole also like said that like and you gotta just, mm-hmm. and go you note with man in the moon like if you listen about it, it's about him turning up. It's about him getting free, but like through substances. He's it's about him, you know. Yeah, messed up out there. But now with this one, it's about him finding himself. It's about him realizing his demons, realizing what he has to conquer and that he can conquer it. And it's like this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, the like Elsie's El- El- baby boy, like Elsie's yeah. baby. Yeah, like like I. I, 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 I I, I don't know car over. Yeah, like I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how many crossover like fans we have with like KFC barstool, but like Sad Boy mm-hmm. season, like oh Sad Boy, God. like the Sad Boy season hoodies, and like this uh, song yeah. is like quizzes. It's like so perfect. To, like, I thank goodness I was pulling up to my pulling up to the parking lot. <laughs> I was like, this is this is making me sad. Like, this is like real. Yeah. Damn, so that's man. a that's a really good that's like a really good album and it's kind of it's like this weird nostalgia because like it doesn't I don't want to say mm-hmm. that col- anything from college is nostalgia that's ridiculous that's rid- yeah. ridiculous but it kind of is at this point especially because he he hasn't dropped anything in between you know what I mean mm-hmm. um like bl- like Blueprint yeah. three dropped when we were uh like freshman <laughs> in college yeah freshman well, you, in, thank you yeah yeah freshman in college when the Yankees won. Um, but yes. you know, nine, but like when 444 came out, we didn't say, Oh, yeah, that's some nostalgia. No, no. it's just like Jay Z, like you know what I mean? So it, yeah. it has a different feel. Mm-hmm. But like on a on you know, and like on, on a new music note, we have Jack Harlow who, um, had the, had the song What's Poppin', who it's like yeah. on the radio. He's, I don't know if it was a surprise, it was a surprise to me. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm proud of dude. Like, I've known that he can make, he can make music. He's really good. He's, he making music. Um, do you know him personally? I don't know, but okay. I know some, I, you I know people around Young him. Gravy. I work with Young Gravy and he's, he's homies with Jack. Okay, uh, cool, cool. He explained. So, so Jack he, dropped an, dropped an, dropped an album. That's what, uh, it's called. That's what they all say. Yeah. Right, and I I give it a listen. I give it a listen this weekend. I think it's a really solid project. I think his record with uh, Chris Brown is a smash hit. Yeah, no, no. There's a list though. Like if you start, if you start, you start like a little before that. You go you start way out with Big Sean. Yeah. That song is fire, and I yes, love way out. Yes, yo, I want to ask you right because like you know producer mm-hmm. Ricey. So yeah. I, I like that that uh, that like that rift in the beginning. Yeah. That's like, is that like a Big Sean staple? Because yo, when I hear he that, that, when I hear that, I'm just like, yo, Big Sean bangers coming. That's a, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good catch. Cause a lot of his records, he does have that, 
sort of riff, sort of build up, like in the beginning of his records. As soon I'm as like, I heard it, I was like, yo, like it's a yeah. band. I looked down, I was like, oh my God, it's a Big Sean song. Big Sean. Like, I'm like, oh, let's go. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I knew, like, I knew it was going to be a hit, and it was. And then you start mm-hmm. going from there. And I hate to do it to you, Alex, but the Tyler Harrow record, it's, it's tough, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's tough. It's so good. I don't. I don't. It's oh, so man. good. We can't, we can't blow up this guy's head any bigger. Tyler Harrow. Now he got a whole record. Now he's like, I'm up there with Mo Bamba. Oh, <laughs> that record's so far. So he's boys with Jack Harlow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to be right in order to get a song named after you if you're. Even got Adam Levine player. on his album, like that like, song is fire, though. Yo, yeah, that's that same guy song with Adam Levine is Lil really Bane's good. On there, like he's got really. It's a solid project. Yeah, so you got you got Face of My City. You got Face of My City with mm-hmm. with Little Baby and uh, uh, Number Two. That's really good. Mm-hmm. And then you have that like, uh, I mean, you have you have good songs in between. They're they're definitely not like you don't have to skip them. They're good. Like, I like I, how Jack. I like how Jack is having fun with his records. Yes, exactly. And you can see it, right? Yeah, you can. He's see not trying. It. He's not doing too much. He's just, yeah. just rapping, and he's having fun. Feels like my friend from college. Yeah. Right? Like, it just feels like, it just feels, and that, that's why I like it. So, yeah, then he has, like, that way out with Big Sean, and then they're already best friends mm-hmm. uh, with Chris Brown. And then, mm-hmm. like, I thought Keep It Light was a really interesting song. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he's, like, calling out his friends. Like, yeah. I, it, was, it was, like, it was really, it was, I don't know, it was really relatable. And mm-hmm. uh, Cream was okay. And then, you, and then it went back into, like, a loop. Cream guy was good. with Adam, Same guy was good with um, Adam Levine. Mm-hmm. At Route 66. I, I think this is going to be a trend that you're going to see in music. A lot of releases, they're going to have these projects where it's just relatable. And I'm looking f- forward to that. Like a lot of these projects coming out is just like songs about things we can relate to, which is what we need. Like, I'm frankly, I'm tired. I hear about the, you know, the money, cars, clothes, and all that. That's always going to stay there. But I want, you know, some relatable stuff. Me partying. Yeah. Yeah, what your fr- your fr- and what your friend like how you how like you yeah. feel about your how you feel about like your friends like and what they do like right, yeah yeah, yeah. no I like I feel you man because like some of these songs like they're like they're bangers like you can listen to all these trap songs you can listen to uh, Migos left and right but I need something more substance and Kid Cudi gives you that substance I gotta check out the Jack Harlow uh, mm-hmm. album no I know I don't want to hear Tyler's <laughs> yes, do. name just because. Yes, you do. <laughs> It's just too much. There's too much at this point. We're I think he literally. Yeah, I think year, he, What year I think are we he, living in, though? Like, it's like, is it 2014 again? Even Fetty Wap dropped an album. And oh it's my god! Not, it's not even that bad. <laughs> All we need is Whoopi Fiasco to drop an album. Then that's. When oh man, I'd be hyped. I love Whoopi. That's my. That's my. That's my number one artist right there. That's who I. That's my favorite artist. Whoopi is undisputed. This man is one of the greatest lyricists to ever rap. Period. John, were you? John, were you there at Albany when he performed a concert? Yeah. Yo, we got some was... fire con yo, we had J. Yo, Cole twice, saw, by the way. Lupe? Yeah, we had Lupe at Albany, man. Oh man. Yo, yeah, because we, we, we used to work at Student Association. Uh, mm-hmm. we also we also had J. Cole twice. Yeah, I heard about that. Insane. I actually went to one of the, one the We also had Ghostface Killer. I know. Yeah, we had J to Kiss. We had we 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 Ghostface Ghost Yeah. <laughs> Ashanti was there. Mm-hmm. Things were happening, but yeah. Ooh. So I don't know. So I, I, I just for like I I just really like this this Jack Harlow fella. Um, he um <laughs> I, I, he had because because he, he had that because okay because like 
For me, I really don't like mainstream stuff. Like, I just, I just get turned off by it. That's just me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a weirdo. Okay, like when something, like when you're things not get, alone. When things You're get not over, alone, bro. When, when things get overhyped, I just like I'm just like ah. I'm chilling and I, Yeah, like I don't even want to watch it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I have no desire to even look at it because it's so Tower overhyped. Tower Hero, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good song. Can't watch the Miami Heat for Tower Hero. Come on. Oh yeah, whatever. I don't care about the Heat, but um, yeah. <laughs> um, so. I don't know. He just, he 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 just he seems like a uh. So when the so when the song "What's Poppin'" came out, I didn't even know it was popular. I just like heard it. It just came on like my Spotify. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, "Yo, the song Siggy mentioned Stockton. It rhymed. It had the stu- the piano riff, and he had right. like the the eight oh eight stuff to make my mm-hmm. brain really like it. So I, I, it, it was good. <laughs> um, yep. uh, so once the surprise album came out, I was like, "All right, like let's see what this guy, you know, yeah. whatever." He had that banger, which I think is like up for a Grammy rap performance. It's, you were saying, uh, "Yeah, it is." So, you know, I was like, okay, let's see. It's really good. But, like, I'm Once I'm I saw t- the remix of Watts Poppin' coming in when he had Wayne and the baby on it. And, um, what's his face? Who else was on that? Oh, yeah, Tori. I think he was on that. But, uh, yes, I think I so really, too. I don't really. Night no, boy anymore. <laughs> so, you're <laughs> out. You're out. I got. Wow, that's funny. But, yo, like, once I saw that remix, I was like, okay, he's in there. Um, he can rap. And he was like, he was, he was rapping with him. Like, it's fun. It's fun music. It's like it's it's like it's, it's fun, fun. Dri- it's fun driving summer music. Yeah. It's cool. I like it. So it, 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 it's kind of like a to me. He's kind of like a, a a logic with mm-hmm. a with a with a little bit of a radio with swag. Yeah, with a little <laughs> bit of a radio kick to it. You right. know, like a little bit of a mainstream kick. Yeah, exactly. I would say the same thing. Yeah. That, <laughs> All right. That about wrap, that wraps it up for me. Like for this, etc. If you guys have anything else to add. The only thing I gotta say is that the album I was talking about for Cuddy is a kid named Cuddy. That mixtape. Kid named Cuddy is tough. Yes, classic. That was tape. that was the mixtape. That mixtape when that came out, Rotation. I was a sophomore. I was a sophomore in college, and I was just like, "Whoa, this is oh. that 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 album was fire." And then you want to the know funny? Year. You want to know a funny story? Just remembered. Okay, so I went to Ohio State, and you know, Kid Cuddy's from Cleveland, so he's mm-hmm. in Ohio. So kid you not, I was going to a frat party. Now I'm going on 15th Street in Columbus. I'm going to there's where the big frat houses are. I'm going up. I kid you not. Kid Cuddy walking down the street because it's on a hill. He walking down in the hill, dolo, with a backpack, wearing a Cleveland Indians cap, walking in. He was about to perform. He was about to perform in the frat house that we're going to for the party. I didn't even realize it was Kid Cuddy at the time until somebody told me like two days later. You know that guy, like. That's the day and night guy. I was like, what are you talking about day and night? And then I checked the record out. <laughs> he performed it at the frat party. So I got in and he performed it. Like they made it, they had a whole space and he performed it. Like he played, played like four songs. I guess they paid for him to do it and he dipped. So I'm like, yo, he could rap. And then someone's like, yo, that's Kid Cuddy. And I was like, who's Kid Cuddy? And they're like, yo, he's going to blow up. And sure enough, that's wild, <laughs> bro. Day and night, and then the Crooks remix. They were playing that religiously in Columbus. Like, I was playing that religiously in my headphones. Religiously, yeah. <laughs> every party went to, you hear it. So that's why it was like, there's a lot of people that I stumbled upon in Ohio. That is like John Legend's another one. I was going to class, and it was like this is when they were like doing campaigning for Obama in 2008. Mm-hmm. So I was going to class, and he's by the athletic, the Dorothy Athletic Complex. They had a piano set up. 
and he was just playing music. And I was like, is that John Legend? And so people, <laughs> it was like not announced or anything. He just was playing the piano and a bunch of us were walking and then a, a group formed until it got huge. And they realized it was like literally an impromptu concert. And then my last one before we can go, um, I was at the student union, getting out the bathroom, literally, Gambino, Donald Glover, walking yo. up, Dolo. I'm like, yo, Mr. Glover? I said, Mr. Glover, like a cornball. It's like, hey, what's up, fella? He gave me daps. And he was like, he was like, oh, you go to school here? I was like, yeah. He's like, that's awesome, man. I love it here. And then he dipped. He was like, see ya. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> what is life? <laughs> <laughs> this is dope, that's man. Classic. That's classic. That's awesome. It's, it's stuff that yeah, I was just treasuring, you know? That, cool that, stuff, man. That, 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 that is pretty classic. Actually, uh, like last, last mention, uh, we did have that also surprise album by uh, Chance the Rapper and Jeremiah, who dropped the Christmas <laughs> album. Can we, just, can we just get a can we just get a coloring book album by chance again? All right, so could you just make some phone calls? <laughs> I'll I make need a couple phone calls. I need an acid rap slash coloring I was book. Supposed to make beats from chance. I remember long a few years ago. I was supposed to make beats for Taylor Bennett. That fell through. I sent man, mad beats too. I don't know what happened, but who's I Taylor Bennett? His brother, Chance's okay. brother. Okay. Okay. Oh, he's an artist himself. Uh-huh. Um. I sent him mad beats and we like had communicated about it, but then I guess his label wanted to go a different direction. But all right, well, yo, get yo, yo, keep keep keep, 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 keep sending those keep sending those beats to Taylor Bennett, bro. He needs some he needs he needs some acid rap. He needs some acid rap slash coloring book beats. So you can get get the, get them to him, bro. Get them to him. He needs them, Ricey. Let me talk to him. <laughs> send over that resume, bro. Just send over that resume, but like, yo, you're missing out, man. You're Forget the resume, out, right? bro. Just send them acid rap beats because we need we need. Chance with the number three hat rapping as a rap beat. No more Christmas albums. I need yeah. a, I, I need a, a rap album. I could actually, you know, it's funny. I'm not even not even BSing. I know a couple people who actually work with him. Chance direct. So I'm gonna see if I can actually get this done. Yo, let's do it. Chance <laughs> yo. to this man. Yo, <laughs> Jenna, for the people, for the yo, people, Ricey. Yo, the yo. Coloring book too. Listen, bro. I, Chance is my chance. Ch- chance is my boy. I I, I bought like <laughs> I think like three times to this. About three time, uh, separate times to this last concert that he canceled. Three times, yeah. and it, that was pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, all, pre- <laughs> all pre-COVID. COVID wasn't a thing yet. All mm-hmm. canceling times. I love Chance. So yeah, let's do that. I'll see what we can do, man. <laughs> oh my god, we got Ricey with taking next. We got hip hop breakdown after this Knicks uh, season preseason kickoff. This is a great pod, guys. Great pod. Ricey, thank you for coming on, man. Before we get off, please let the people know where they can find you. Oh, absolutely. Um, thank you for having me, obviously. I'm going to be editing this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but but you can find me, Ricey, K-R-A-I-S-I space K. Um, uh, it's terrible, but you can Google me. You'll find all my links. I'm on Bandcamp, Apple Music, Tidal. Spotify. Um, I got a podcast called Ricey Kane Friends. You can catch that on all streaming networks. You can pod. Um, I'm actually dropping an, a, a project out on my birthday, December 22nd. So be on the lookout. Um, yeah. So, you know, you know what I do. Edit the night. Lawyer by day. You know, you know, what, you know the vibes. <laughs> you know how it is. You know how it is. <laughs> you know, it. You know we you all know, know what it's all about. 
<laughs> but Ricey, thank you for coming on. I know you're pretty modest in that where people can find you. You can find this man on IG, TikTok, everywhere else. He's yeah. doing some pretty interesting TikTok videos. I'll I'll give him that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Run the my cow one. Up. I won't say it, but the cow one is very yeah. weird, bro. But <laughs> thank you for content. Thank Look, you for all this, the content. This, you gotta you gotta jump in the ledge sometimes. <laughs> thank you, you for the content. <laughs> oh my god. All right, everyone. That's it for another Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. Another Knicks episode in the books. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We want to hear what you guys got to say about it. We're just happy to have our New York Knicks back because we all know how the Jets are doing. We're still on that path to the number one pick john don't worry we'll talk about that later oh my god don't bring up kate cunningham right now but yo alex (laughs) i i i I want a pair of 11s bro i got on sneakers let's go oh there you go there's there's a win this man has won three off sneakers app so far so don't this one was a this one was a gimme this one was a gimme this is is the one to keep the people going we got some we got some real (laughs) shoes coming out (laughs) soon and i'm i'm gonna get some l's real soon lots of them coming oh my god well, thank you everyone for tuning in. Please make sure to follow John so that you can support his crazy sneaker habit because you need some sort of addiction going on besides hey, his gambling. <laughs> hey, man. We had a good day. We had a good day. We had a great day. All right. Catch you later, everyone. Let's go next. Hey. Let's go next, baby.